Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind, the special Last Call edition. Thank you for coming back with us. It's good to be back. I'm Brian here in North Texas, and I'm joined tonight by special guest Parker in Tulsa. Parker, how are you doing tonight? Doing excellent, thank you. Hailing from Northeast Oklahoma tonight. Parker, did you just open up a 360 top can? Uh, negative, sir. Okay. I just opened up a 16-ounce natural ice, 5.9% ABV. <laughs> oh, God. All right. But did you buy that at the convenience store? I did, and it was convenient as fuck. Uh, remember I went all fanboy on these, like, earlier this year? Yeah. Um, whenever my uh, friend brought me some from Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, because of the dope can design. Uh, here, here's my camera, Brian. Ooh, yeah, blacked out, natural ice. Blacked out, yeah. That's good. It's pretty sexy. Um, so now, yeah, they're in the convenience store here in, in Oklahoma, thanks to October 1st. <laughs> Dude, I, I am surprised that I haven't seen more uh, people drinking themselves silly. Uh, posts on the interwebs, but apparently Oklahomans are just normal people too and like to enjoy alcohol. Imagine that. Yeah, go figure. You know, the anti, uh, the people that were against that bill painted the picture of just complete drunken debauchery in the streets at all times of the day and like it was going to be complete and utter mayhem after, you know. Oh my God! I can sell strong beer in the convenience stores. It's gonna be so convenient. <laughs> like, nope, no, everything's business as usual. I did hear somebody complaining the other day about, I just, I just can't drink as much of this strong beer. I used to be able to drink three, two all night. I'm like, Ugh, get well, out, just, get just out. don't drink as much or slow your pace a little bit. Like, <laughs> drink water you, in between each each beer, and you'll be evened out. I promise you. Right. I'm like, I get it, Sally. Yeah, you're probably not going to be able to slam, you know, true 6% alcohol beers like you were your your can of water and alcohol. Um, but slow your roll or um, train your liver. You right. Know? Step up. Yeah, get with the times. <laughs> so It is pretty cool, though, man. I, I'm so digging it. And I like seeing, like, Quick Trip and the others play around with what's selling and what's not. You can already see some change. Um, and, and like now there's, um, I just picked up a six pack at Carbock Love Street from the gas station. Uh, and I, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some figuring out what's moving and what's not. And, uh, cause you know, I guess that's, that's where the, the gas stations are limited obviously in, in size or, you know, space. Right. Um, it's where the, the Ma and Pa's that were also painted that they were going to, you know, completely go out of business come October 2nd. Um, that's where they're still going to win out is, you know, my go-to liquor store has, I mean, just, I don't know, probably 20, 
20 doors or so of cold beer now. Yeah. Plus the option to still walk in the backside um, where there's more selection. So I, I did hit them up the other day, uh, Friday, I guess it was, and got my tried and true uh, Dirty Bastard, which, you know, obviously I, I haven't seen that <laughs> on the shelves at the gas station, but that's not going to be your <laughs> normal gas station beer purchaser type of beer, I wouldn't presume. Yeah. yeah. Scotch style ale, like oh yeah, yeah. I, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see any of the like real cool, no. like big, big, big ABV beers in a quick trip. Usually, I mean, Natty Ice, yeah, you'll get those. Key Ice, yeah, sure, all day. Four Loco, obviously. Do they have Four Loco up there in convenience stores yet? Uh. I don't know. Damn. I don't even look at that that freezer oh. with all those weird, unique shits in them with Smirnoff twisted ice, apple mm-hmm. teenies, or anything. So what's cool about the not cool? It's you know what I regret already saying what's cool about. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking go down this road. What's cool about those single sections in a quick trip is they'll sell uh, 16 ounce cans of craft beer. So you can get a 16 ounce can of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. You can get like two for three dollars. 16 ounce cans. It's a pretty sweet deal. Nice. I mean, if nice. if you don't want to buy a six, but you don't want to commit to a six pack at eight ninety nine, I'm like, ah, sure, give me two 16 ounce cans for three bucks or four dollars, whatever the hell it is. I don't know. That is cool. I I I'm sorry. I did lie. I did hit the singles section the other day, and I got a 24 ounce Estrella Jalisco. Ugh. God. Yeah. Classy. Ugh. Uh, you know Frank likes likes that beer. Or at least he's had it on the cast. Yes, and he told us he was drinking Drunk Star or some yeah. shit. We had to figure out what he was talking about. Yeah, no, this is a whole thing. Um, but yeah, no, I've I've done side by sides with that in Corona, and yep, pretty well, pretty, pretty much the same. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty well the same. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know, honestly, like I just love that. Um, their can has the foil on the top, you know, rim portion. I'm like, Wait, what is that? Their can has foil on the top of it? Dude, yeah, I guess that's... Holy shit, I've never seen that before. <laughs> I hadn't either, and, and honestly, like a fucking raccoon, I saw something shiny, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I'll, I'll throw them a bone. <laughs> and because it, it was that single section, and I was like, yeah, I'll get my six-pack and this. It was my plus one. Um, I'll have to shoot you a picture. It's it's in the fridge currently, but uh, it didn't make the the didn't, lineup for tonight's batting the, order. The starting seven tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I will say, you know, you said like on the higher ABVs, not really probably being um, prevalent in the gas stations. Like, I guess the highest. Come to think of it, the highest ABV that I've seen thus far, and we're you know, 12 days into this essentially mm-hmm. uh, is that new Belgium uh, voodoo ranger at 7%. Yeah, that's about right. That'll probably be the top end for okay. most of their stuff. It's rare that you see any higher than that, especially in uh, chain gas stations. Okay. But it's very possible. Seven elevens are run. I don't know how, I don't even remember our seven elevens pretty prominent up in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, negative. Like Conoco and uh, Phillips 66 just ran all 7-Elevens out. 
Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Um, down here, you can go to a Seven Eleven and be like, "What? You you can find a ridiculous craft section for no reason whatsoever." Um, but it's because they're all run independently. So it's kind of cool. Well, I mean, so I get that, I guess like they have obviously more flexibility. They don't have automatic shipments that are coming and they're told what they're going to right. or, or, you know, bring in. But I mean, at that point, like, wouldn't you just start kind of, Oh, I'm selling more beer than I am. You know, Tootsie Rolls, like, uh, the Tootsie Roll section can go. And, you know, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my gas station would just pretty much be a beer, beer around the whole perimeter of the inside of the store, like a coffee pot and, I don't know, a <laughs> bag of chips. like <laughs> A single bag of stale-ass chips that's been there for two years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, in theory, that's how, you, that's how you could run it. But a lot of these places will find that, like... <laughs> Even the variety that you have, you still have to have the people come in to buy it. And there's a lot of mouth breathers out there who want to get their Twizzlers on. Or Red Vines, even worse. Oh, Red Vines. Red Vine, that's the, the always save. Yeah, it's the Archer Farms brand of fucking red licorice. Ugh. Dude, so I, I've never been a fan of Twizzlers in general. I kind of always thought they sucked. It tastes like wax, all of it. All of it, every last bit of it. Not a fan. Uh, yeah. I, I don't don't ask me how long I've been chewing on wax because it's decades at this point. But I can I can make the comparison. Um, so I'm actually not drinking anything too incredibly uh, hoity and or toity this evening. I'm drinking a Heineken out of a 16 ounce aluminum can, or actually 16 ounce aluminum bottle. It's actually kind of cool. I okay. uh, posted a picture to our little thread uh, on Telegram, but it's a nice, nice. like dildo-shaped bottle. It's long, <laughs> slender, just goes right up the old tuchus if you want. But it is aluminum, so no light, no light penetration, and uh, it's 16 ounces, so it's a full pint like that. I like that a lot. Uh, these are what they were serving out at the AT&T Stadium. When Frank and I went to go see Barcelona soccer play, so surely I mean those taste different than the green bottle Heinekens. They do, they do. They are they they have a much more unique flavor. I like Heineken out of a can. I, mean, I love Heineken out of a can. Uh, I like Heineken draft too, but Heineken out of a bottle, no, nah, no, nah, no thanks. So I mean I know you're not big on Corona, but if you had to, you'd rather drink it out of a can than the oh, clear bottle. I like Corona out of a can too. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> uh, that big of a difference oh, from tasting like Mexican piss water oh, oh, to yeah. great. Yeah, I mean it's like it's. I think Corona out of a can tastes better than Coors Light out of a can. Hmm. And you know, well, how, yeah, I mean, but I mean, yeah. if given the if given the option between Heineken in a can, Corona in a can, and Miller Lite in a can, I take Heineken. Okay, I'm, I mean, that's, yeah, I can see that. That's the that's that's where the flavors go. Uh, I'm not saying Corona in a can is like, oh, it'll fucking put, it'll knock your dick in the dirt. It's real good. It's I mean, it's not anything to write home about, but. 
the taste is significantly different than out of the bottle. Uh, mm. but yeah, no, I'm, I'm drinking this. I'm about to switch over. I think I'm going to do a little double Oak Jim beam and maybe an IPA. I don't know. I get fucking weird with it tonight. I don't know. I would put out a poll on Instagram, but Saturday nights, no one fucking uses Instagram besides myself. So it would get real lonely in the old polls. <laughs> real. And what would your poll be? Poll would be uh, thick and leaning a little bit to the right. Hmm. Oh, we're talking about the Instagram poll. Yeah, uh-huh. the Instagram poll would just be which beer should I drink next and then give uh, two options. But okay. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to play... I'm drinking this one. Actually, you know what? I have a speaking of these like weird like offshoot beers. I've got a Modelo straight from Mexico that I may open up tonight. Oh, how'd you get that? Uh, fresh, fresh. You know, coyotes bringing them in, <laughs> smuggling, <laughs> smuggling the freshies over, and uh, you know, we got connections huh. on both sides of the it- fence. You know. I commend you for being able to just completely ignore the fact that you are paying human traffickers to also bring you Modellos over the border. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was just driving down uh, in South Texas, and this guy was like, hey, uh, I need a ride. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Got some Modellos in that backpack? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, hop in, buddy. <laughs> he's just... You yeah. just paid. I knew something was up way. when he tried to sell me a six pack or a six year old. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even blink. I just went straight for the six pack. <laughs> yeah, no. I may open that tonight. It's pretty it's I, I didn't it, so it came in during one of my dry weeks when I wasn't drinking any alcohol and I was I'm very strict in my dry weeks. It's good. And uh they they decided to open it up and do a little taste test. And they're like, oh, come on, Brian, it'll be fun. Oh, all the cool kids are doing it. I literally felt like I was in high school again. Everybody's like, oh, you're not drinking? What? <laughs> Nerd? <laughs> what the, he's the goody two-shoes that looks down on us because we're drinking, yet he still shows up to the parties. <laughs> yeah, that was my high school career in parties. <laughs> like, um, I hated that person. I, yep, that was him. I was he. I was That was that dude freshman year of college, too. Which is probably why we didn't start hanging out until like sophomore year. <laughs> <laughs> no coincidence there. Everybody, Parker, uh, Parker's like, who's a fucking nerd? Get him out of here. Get his ass out of here. No, dude. Oh, I mean, obviously, uh, I I put down some beer in high school, and uh, you know my beer of choice in high school and college and currently post college, um, post doctorate. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously, uh, dude. I cannot tell you how many people have tagged me on Facebook, sent me uh, messenger messages, and or text with, excuse me, burp there, links to that 77-pack that Natural Light's putting out (laughs) up in Maryland. I'm shitting you not, dude. Uh, It's like, I'm honored or (laughs) I'm kind of embarrassed that people know that, like... Your reputation, your reputation, your re- God damn it, your reputation precedes you, Parker. Seriously, there's somebody the other day from uh, college. I haven't, I mean, I haven't talked to him in oh, since 2009. Sh- Jesus Christ! Sorry. And he, 
Yeah, did you just get your bell rung? I I hit my crystal IPA glass off my fucking mic arm, and I thought I broke it. <laughs> was, All right. Um, it's a very Frankish thing to do. Well, trying but to... yeah, I haven't talked to this guy in almost a decade, and he like tags me, and he's like, hey, I thought of you, and I'm like, huh. <laughs> well, I guess that's pretty cool. I'm known for something, at least, damn it. I'm the guy that just always rocked Natty every single party. Every day. I mean, party. Todos los dias. And every day, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm known for something. I guess I'd be fine with that being on my tombstone. <laughs> Parker, love Natty. Yeah. <laughs> 86 to whenever. <laughs> this dude really loved his classy Natty. But those 77 packs, dude, it looks like a fucking, uh, it looks one like of those like $200 fireworks you would drop on, like a bunch of mortar cakes, and it's like in a hexagon or octagon shape. That's what I was getting ready to say. It literally mm. looks like you've got, uh, they got one of those cable spools, <laughs> and they cut mm-hmm. it in half, and they just like dumped a bunch of natty lights in it, and they're like, here you go, dipshit. Roll this out to your car. Like, what are you going to do? 77 12 ounce beers. That's not a full. It's not even a sixth barrel keg. Like, what the fuck are you doing? What What's happening? What's... I don't know. I and it's only thirty dollars. Is it only thirty? Get the fuck yes, out of here! Yes, I'm not kidding, dude. It's like thirty between thirty and thirty four. This article that I read, um, but it's only being put out in Maryland, um, around the University of Maryland, if I'm not mistaken. And it's something. The seventy seven is significant. I guess that's when natural light. Hit the shelves was in 1977. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's not like this year that we're in currently ends with a seven, so it's no kind of like 40th or 50th, right? Right? Yeah. So what the what's up with that? I don't know. But anyhow, I do like this sticker on the side that said, "This is not not heavy," (laughs) (laughs) promoting a team lift. (laughs) <laughs> if they put the team lift little logo on there, two people bending at the knees and <laughs> together lifting this shit, I might be tempted to buy it, especially if it's only $30. Although, Dude. that is more natural light than I have consumed in my life, I believe. I don't think I have ever consumed that much Natty Light. <laughs> ever. You, you don't think that you put down 77 Shit, no. I I think... As far as Natty Lights go, I think I might have put down 50 in my day over wow. all the years. Because I was a Bud Light man, remember? Mm-hmm. I had they used to have my initials on the cap. That's why I used to drink Bud Light Long Necks. That was my oh, shit. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They yeah. named Bud Light based off your initials. I forgot That's, about that. Yeah, they marketed directly at me and my dumbass idea of making a hat of making a hat band out of Bud Light caps because that's how fucking redneck I was. Or thought I was in college. <laughs> I got this straw hat I picked up at a at a convenience store. Oh, I think I need to make a hat band for it. Got an idea, guys. No one's listening. I'm just talking to myself. Got an idea, guys. I'm going to collect all the Bud Light bottle caps I can. I remember telling Frank about that when we lived together at a white barn. And he just goes, cool, man. <laughs> I was like, so are we going to get Bud Lights this weekend? Uh, No. We're just getting straight vodka. <laughs> I was like, oh. Uh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, I remember that was like a badge of honor, like people that collected their caps. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I do that now. I mean, I've got uh, the United States in bottle caps, uh, no repeats, 
Got the state of Texas in bottle caps, a few repeats. I've got a giant shadow box full of unique bottle caps from all over the world with no repeats. I've got bags and bags of bottle caps (laughs) that I have kept over the years for no other reason than to do random shit with. Uh, For a while, I made uh, coasters out of bottle caps. That's a thing that you can do with bottle caps. Yeah. Parker, I felt like I, mean, I was the uh, what was the guy Forrest Gump? Who's this Forrest Gump's buddy? Who did everything with shrimp? Dan? No, the other would do. No, other Bubba? Dude. Bubba? Yeah, yeah. 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 I felt like I'm, I'm... shrimp tacos, shrimp kebab. <laughs> so your bottle, your bottle cap. cap coaster, bottle cap lamp. <laughs> yeah, bottle cap steering wheel, <laughs> bottle cap belt, bottle cap nice. hat. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know that's cool. It's better than. Better and cooler than, uh, you know, collecting stamps or something. Also collect stamps, Parker. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do that shit. That's so lame. <laughs> that would be some shit, though. Oh, don't I feel like a horse's patoot. Uh, I heard you well, crack. Oh, good. What's up? I was going to say, I heard you crack open another one. Are you still on oh, the yeah. Natty Ices? No. Moved on from the ice. That was my, my primer. Now I'm on that Carbock Love Street. Love Street. It's a Kolsch style ale, correct? It, it is. It was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they call it a Kolsch style blonde. Yeah, I'll, but I'll give I just you think more. Think of it just as an ale. It's about. I think it's like four and a half, maybe almost five. It's a Kolsch. It's an easy drinker. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not out um, of the. It's not out of the Kolsch category, but it's definitely not firmly planted in it. No. Here we go, four point nine. Yeah, so oh, that's pretty pretty close. Oof, I can rest easy now that I know that. You get your little fruit juice in this, and it'll be pretty nice. This is a uh, <laughs> fruit get juice. done mowing your yard beer. Oh my god! I yeah. I poured. I was pouring beers for some old people at a bar this week, and I referred to a beer. I'm not going to name the beer because didn't have it. You'll see why. So I was pouring okay. beer, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a." Uh, a lawn mowing beer, you know, beer that you get done mowing the lawn, you can crush, you know, three, four, six, ten of them, and be fine. And, you know, usually, that was like my, you know, uh, repeating line. You know, obviously, I'm not dealing with a big crowd of people, so we're doing onesies and twosies at a time, so I can repeat some some lines. Sure. I said it to this one guy, he took a sip of it, and he's like, ah, I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, cool. Well, um, you know, we got done, and I had a lull in the crowd, so I decided, like, I haven't tasted this beer tonight. <laughs> let me, let me taste what I'm talking about real quick. <laughs> Which, in all fairness, I should have done before we started, but yeah, I took it as like these beers are going to be the best representation of the style and the the same representation of the beers that I've had dozens of times before. And took a sip, and it literally it tasted like I licked the underside of the lawnmower. <laughs> it was just nasty, grassy, vegetal. I was like, "Oh, no wonder I have a full picture of this left, and everything else is going like hotcakes." Cool, great, wonderful. I had a great time. I had one guy come up, and he was like, "I really like that lawnmower beer. What was that?" I was like, it's, uh, "I told him the name of it." He was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to go get me another pint of that." And I go, "Do you have a glass with you?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Here you go," and just <laughs> poured him a full pint out of the pitcher. I'm like, I, "Not my fucking problem. You guys have at it." <laughs> so what? I mean, you just got a bad beer? 
Or mm. did it just taste like dicks? Um, this brewery has been having some quality issues with this particular brand. Mm. And we thought we had it fixed. And it wasn't, it wasn't fixed at all. It was not fixed at all. But it was one of... I mean, the beer nerds listening... Uh, uh, it's gonna. I, they're not gonna be able to narrow down which local beer it is here in DFW because there's about a dozen that are really fucked up right now. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not a good look for DFW craft when you have ten or so beers all falling in the light blonde category that all taste like mashed up asshole. So, with that, hey, said, how's the uh, Manhattan Project? Uh, they uh, are doing? good. Um, I have actually. I've been slacking on my beer purchases. I've been mooching beer from people, uh, both winning Instagram giveaways and mooching beer from fellow beer nerds around the DFW area. So I haven't bought any, I haven't bought any beer in like a month and a half at this point. It's fucking great. Uh, nice. But they came out with cans. They canned their products about a month ago. And they, I've been seeing pictures of them, you know, of their packages and their pours all over the, all over Instagram and all over Facebook. The product looks good. I'm assuming it tastes as good as it has on draft. They're having their big grand opening the first weekend of November, which is, I believe, November third, second, third, fourth, something like that. Okay, this is in the new uh, building. Yes, that they. Discussed on the cast. Yeah, yeah. So the, they'll awesome. be they'll be open the first weekend of November. The second weekend of November, um, yours truly will actually be down at Manhattan Project um, awesome. for a DFW Beerstagrammers uh, meeting. So it's not a bottle share. It's just a go down there, hang out, and and uh, meet the people behind the photos of of DFW Instagram. Very cool. So yeah. Um, well, good for them. Uh, you should try to get them back on the show. Yeah, I want to I want to get them on and uh, do an update. I also want to get on, uh, there's actually another DFW beer podcast that I want to get on. And actually another uh, beerstagrammer from DFW that I'd like to have on. Um, uh, I think I mentioned him at NTX underscore beer on Instagram and Twitter. He always gives us shout outs whenever we post new episodes and Gives really good feedback on the shit that we talk about each each cast. Um, but I heard him on another DFW beer podcast. And I was like, God damn. He's he fucking, like, he's a god, a good interview. <laughs> like, I, want, I wanted to get a chance to interview him, not, not those other guys. I'm like, shit, all right. So I want to I want to try to get him on, and you know, we got some got some things in the works. I mean, I know you you Frank and I talked about some things coming up. Uh, I'll try to get. Yeah, on I need to get Travis with Nothing's Left Brewing on. Uh, they just opened up uh, in downtown their brewery and uh, tap room. Yeah, it's uh, legit looking. It's like an old uh, pump station. Yeah, I was gonna fuel, say it looks like a station, whatever. Yeah, it looks like a gas, old gas station. Yeah, like from from the fifties, you know, from a long time ago, whatever. Yeah. Like your traditional gas pump looking fucking you could see it fill up in the jug above. You know, yeah, I was gonna thing. say back when they had the gas just sitting out in a big pond in the back and a pump. It just yeah. <laughs> pulled it. Like oh the, check the strainer again, Bob. The gas holes run a little low and you fill her up. Oh, yeah, so it's very nineteen uh, forty ish looking uh architecture of this place and they, they from what I can tell uh, have done it up really nicely, um, and I've had a couple friends that uh, went. Um, 
and yeah, it's it's legit. So another uh, not a new player to the Tulsa scene. He's been you know canning for a while, um, doing uh, what are they? Where you have somebody else babysit your beer, basically? Contract brewing. Contract brewing. Thank you. Um, <coughs> and I know his like uh, flagship beer. I think is that uh, strawberry blonde. Um, and his po- his pictures on Instagram are always on point too. You'd be proud. Yeah. Um, so kudos to him. I, and, I was going to uh, say nothing's left. I think I had. Does, is he the one? Are they the ones that make that Galaxy Pale Ale? I'm looking. Yeah. Up. Okay. So that's really what they're known for. I take I take back my strawberry blonde. I was going to say because I've actually seen the. Uh, I I bought. Yeah, it is. Yeah, nothing's left. Galaxy Pale Ale. I bought that beer back in. Ooh, a long time ago, like they had to have just first started canning it, and I picked it up. I really enjoyed it. And Galaxy Hop is not a hop that is, uh, como se dice, well received by everyone. Porque uh, it, it's very divisive. It can be offensive to some people, uh, just because it's not a normal, it's not like, a normal flavor. You know what you're doing to cook with it? Uh, yes, and. Um, if it's got anything, it, it can really be interfered with. So if you have uh, cer- certain malts, will make the hop taste like diesel fuel. Oh. Uh, certain yeast strains will do the same thing. So, but the the pale ale is really really good, and I've seen people from all over the country drinking it. Excuse me, very burpy tonight. Uh, I've seen people from all over the country drinking it. Uh, on Instagram, at least, so that means that there, people are trading for it cross country, nice. which is that's a that's a good sign. That's a good way yeah. to get your name out there. Very cool. Uh, there was another one. Oh, I had uh, Dead Armadillos uh, Weizen beer that they put out. Mm. They're the ones I'm that not do. Have that. They're the ones that do the Tulsa flag, correct? Yes, they are. Okay, so I bought their <laughs> the. Weizen, the Dunkelweizen that they put out for, it looks like the Bavarian flag is the background of the can. That was actually the first the first beer, first cold beer I bought at an Oklahoma liquor store last weekend when I went up there. I was nice. very proud. I bought a six pack of that and a four pack of Hop Rich Money Pour from Roughtail. And then I uh, bribed the guy who came and looked at my house with some Hop Rich Money Pour and Dunkelweizen. <laughs> So, you know, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, all that. I uh, Real quick, before we get into some some gears that need to be ground, I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm i drinking my my second beer of the cast tonight as well. Uh, this is uh, Modelo Negra Cafe. This is the beer that got smuggled back from Mexico. This beer is straight up <laughs> Modelo Negra with coffee added to it, <laughs> I, I, I like I, just straight up coffee. Uh, it's it's hard to see exactly the color of the beer. I'm holding up to the to my webcam. I'm gonna try to shine okay. the light through it. You see how light it is? I don't know if you can yeah. really fully understand how fucking light this beer is. Shouldn't uh, be that light if there's coffee additive, right? You wouldn't think. It is actually. I feel like it's lighter than Negro Modelo. <laughs> hmm. uh, and the smell that's coming off of it. Have you ever used Folgers Instant Coffee? 
Uh, no. Okay. Well, dear, my my I'm sorry. My grandfather used to that used to be his his drink when he would come to visit my family in Oklahoma, because my family never drank coffee. Like they had, they had a coffee pot, but it was literally for looks. Like I don't think it was ever plugged. It may not even had a power cord. That's they how were just we, keeping up with Joneses. <laughs> yeah, not even. I think somebody gave it to him, and then Harold, we gotta get a coffee pot. <laughs> actually, I think my grandfather, my grandpa, gave it to him, and then something happened to it, and it broke, and they just never threw it away. Uh, because every time he would come up, he would just make hot water and then grab the instant coffee out of the yeah. pantry. And, my father-in-law does that actually. Whew, like I, that is, you're making some sacrifices if you're drinking instant coffee. Dude, I don't know. I drink maybe five cups of coffee a year. Whew, I, I went through anyway. You know, I'm not even gonna get a coffee. Well, I, and I ain't even trying to act like I don't have my own vice. My coffee is fucking Dr. Pepper. So you choose. <laughs> you know, you pick your poison. Uh, so I'm no saint. I just coffee am not a coffee person. My coffee is Dr. Pepper. You might be Dr. Peppering wrong. <laughs> Wake up in the yeah. morning, you put a put a nice hot pot of Dr. Pepper on. You just best part of waking up is pepper in your cup. It's just oh, it's right. twenty three flavors when they become super syrupy. Once it gets one hundred and ninety degrees, mmm. Dude, if I could mainline Dr. Pepper, I would. Oh God, that's. I've gotten better, though. I've got myself to one Dr. Pepper a day. Is it Dr. Pepper, or have you gone to the diet, Dr. Pepper? No, dude. I ain't trying to have Alzheimer's. <laughs> Speaking of, aspartame? Yeah, not not good, huh? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, <coughs> loogie time. Yeah, good. Up to elevator music. Dun, 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 oh, we don't have that? Okay. Um, gotcha. Aspartame was, you know, a... Uh, an invention, right? Like any you know, chemical substance or whatever you know, people patent. They name in the it. Lab, yeah. Um, did I, I? Maybe I already talked about this on the cast, but fuck it, we'll do it live. Okay. Um, well, the owners of that patent and that name, whoever you know produces it, changed the name to Amino Sweet now. So uh, that'll um, probably buy them about another five, ten years of before negative publicity catches up to them again. Amino um, Sweet. Yeah, so it sounds super safe. I will. Oh say. yeah, no, I feel comfortable giving that to my children now. <laughs> does like, it? Does it call? Does it cause anal leakage? It does. Cool. Put two scoops yeah. in, please. Yeah. So uh, be on the lookout if you see amino sweet on the back of your label somewhere. Uh, you ain't fooling nobody. It's just aspartame. You so. ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> Go ahead and remember that if you haven't already drank too much of the diet and you can't remember stuff now because you have Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah, no, you're definitely def- – something's definitely fucked up. Um, so I'm going to play this. All right. Uh, wait, yeah, here we go. Parker, tell me what's going to get you all fired up. <laughs> I know you told me I, that you had some grinding gears, so I, I, I did. All right, let me uh, kill this beer here real quick. Chug, 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 chug. Everybody, there will always be a taint.
that give you enough time? Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Crack me a dirty bastard for this Grindhog Gear segment. Oh, hell yeah. Let's do this. Okay. A few of these. Um, I just, I, I got to feel like the general consensus is going to agree with me. You know, sometimes you guys are like, eh, I don't know, you know, Parker, um, that's really not that bad, or you should probably get with the times. Um, but these, these really grind my gears. Oh, okay. God, these are the um, grinds my gears super cuts. Dude. Yeah, this is your cut rate haircut from somebody who just graduated from fucking beauty college, whatever that is. <laughs> okay, restaurants that still permit for the birthday song singing in, like... <laughs> Stop it. This is not 1992. Full House is not still on the freaking airwaves. Like, wh- why? Like, I, dude, I really so refused. Like, if I have a choice, I'm not going to go to that place where I know there's a decent chance that I'm going to get inundated with happy, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday. Happy, 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 happy birthday. Yay! Or fucking happy, happy birthday from all of us to you. Happy, happy birthday from your subpar Chili's crew. I don't think that's how the song goes. Like, stop. And then they, you know, the Mexican restaurants are the fucking suspect numero uno or whatever. Like, they they always do that. You know, bring out a sombrero and... Oh, just shit, do. yeah. Dude, okay. And the worst are the ones that just call people out and alienate them, and they're like, "Attention, <laughs> El Tacos!" <laughs> Bring out a pistola, yeah. two six shooters, and start firing me in the air. It's happening. It's turning forty-one tonight, guys. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude, just stop it. I well, oh my god, there was. You agree? Uh, yes, and here's Thank why. You. Because if you've ever been on the receiving end of one of those fucking things, you're, you're ready. To, yeah, you're ready to crawl in a hole and goddamn die. Like you don't want to yeah. have anything. So I was. I think I turned 13. Okay, and uh, my birthday party that year was. I had two friends came over and spent the night. And we played Nintendo 64 all night and had pizza. Mm. So I mean, like that's prime 13 year old. Awkward boy birthday is what that is. Oh, dude, that's back when when people didn't have super sweet sixteens. Oh yeah, for every birthday, dude. Like, that that yeah. was a normal birthday in the nineties. I don't know if I I don't know <laughs> if I fully explain. I, two friends, one two friends came over. Hey. <laughs> two. two solid friends, I would have to imagine. <laughs> two and uh, no one murdered a guy shortly thereafter. <laughs> One, I I uh, found myself, I got really high with him uh, my freshman year of college. It was really weird. I, literally, he yep. moved he moved out of town not too long after that birthday, probably out of embarrassment for how shitty the birthday was. And then, Did uh, you guys fool around or something? Just hand stuff, man. Nothing major. So <laughs> Over the pants. <laughs> yeah. We were 13. Just a couple young kids. I'm just curious. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, I had a weird, not a weird, it was a, just kind of a lame-ass birthday sleepover. And then the next day, my <laughs> I was like, it was one of the, I feel like a real shithead for the way I handled this situation. But I was like, so mom, uh, we do anything uh, for dinner tonight? Am I, am I getting to go out to a special dinner or anything like that? Like, and the response that my mom gave 
in hindsight, be, especially being a parent now, like my mom's response was, uh, sure, yeah, no, uh, I've got some special plan. You just don't even know about it. I was like, sweet. In hindsight, I realized my mom was like, no, I thought that last night the pizza party was really your fucking birthday dinner, but here we are now. So, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We got something else planned. They blindfolded nothing planned. nothing planned. And I know this now because she blindfolded me, put me in the backseat of her Chevy Astro van, and then took a bunch of turns and took us to the local Mexican restaurant. Man. Did that Astro van have the wood paneling on the side by any chance? No, it did not, but it did have the tri-open back door, which was huge. Uh, My mom had to have that. And it was teal with running boards. She did not play games. Like It had to be teal and then sand interior. She is very picky. Anyway, so get to the Mexican restaurant and try back door. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking real sweet. revolutionary, man. That was bigger than fucking alternating current, man. They had to special order every one of both of her vans that she ordered. So we get to the Mexican restaurant and they they come. <laughs> it was just one of those like, uh, hey, here's an extra ten. Here's a here's ten bucks. Let's show Brian a real good time for his wow. birthday, huh? <laughs> You're like. Brought out fucking sparklers in their sopapillas and oh uh, full a giant like five and a half foot sombrero and just pulled out all the stops, dude. Yeah, they they, they went the extra thirty four inches. Couldn't even go the extra yard. You know what I mean? <sighs> but yeah, no, it, I yeah, I fucking hate. I I don't like. I don't like restaurants. The same. What do you? How do you feel when other people in the restaurant who you don't know? get the happy birthday treatment. What is your reaction then? I I hate it. I hate it, A, because it interrupts what's going on, like my conversation. Clearly and more that's important. maybe just me being an old codger, you know, get off my yard type of fucking <laughs> character, I guess. But it's just so loud. And it's just like, stop it again. Like, clearly <laughs> this is not 93 anymore or whatever. Like, so to... Um, I have no problem being loud and in response to those, so I go over the top in response. So I, I kind of secretly love them, I guess. And what I'm trying to say <laughs> is, I, I I love to hate them because any in my my family knows anytime we're you know Mexican joint and one of those happens or something, they know that I'm gonna go ham on the birthday song, and so you know it'll be like, and Tanya and you know. And so they'll like wrap up the song, and I'm like, "Happy birthday, Tanya!" And just, I mean, <laughs> yell it, dude. Or like, um, what I what do I say? Uh, I don't know. Fuck, I'm drawing a blank here. I usually have a go to like a Will Ferrell type of loud obnoxiousness, but the so I guess I do love to hate them. I'm like, "You go, Tanya!" You know, I just make it overtly. Um, awkward for that party, uh, you know, even more awkward than it already is for Tanya because her asshole friends, you know, like <laughs> talk to the server behind the fucking fake plant. Uh, oh yeah, like, for sure. Uh, it's see that bitch on the end there. It's 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 Tanya's thirty second birthday. You know, um, <laughs> have have you ever uh, been part of a fake birthday celebration? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever been part of a 10-way. Nope, um, not that. No. Uh, 
Okay, uh, well. Where you volunteer a friend that it's their birthday, it, even though clearly it's not? Yes, I have been part and parcel to that. I've done that, and I've had that done to me, too. Oh. Which, on the done to me part, I'm kind of like, I don't get embarrassed easily, I guess. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, and I'm fat, so I'm like, all right, I'm getting a free soap of pee out of this deal. Yeah, Hell I'll yeah. play along. It's my quinceanera today. <laughs> um, and that's funny. That's classic. I get that. But I just wish that um, if Trump did anything, like if he would just make like a nationwide ban on having the whole crew of a restaurant come out and sing to you, that would be great. That's that that he would win you over with that. Yeah, I mean, he might get my vote in twenty twenty if he did that. I'm I just saying. First, wouldn't hold your breath because I don't think he's ever seen anyone sing "Happy Birthday" or have an emotional connection to any day. Really, I think that part of him is void and has been missing for quite some time. But also, I would require him to have yeah, to. But he with... weighs two hundred thirty seven pounds, so we clearly all know that. That would also require him to work with restaurant unions, which. He's never going to do. <laughs> he's, well, yeah, I feel like a, a nationwide restaurant birthday song ban would really unite both sides of the aisle, Brian. I think <laughs> we could start communicating then. <laughs> that's That's been the issue all along. Well, I'm not going to say – I'm not. Pff, you might be right. You might actually be right. <laughs> uh, Son of a bitch. Parker was right. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it! I can't even. I can't refute it. It just makes sense, people. People on CNN. Unless he's going to be his vice president running mate in twenty twenty. People on CNN are just flipping their shit right now. Trump <laughs> unites America with anti-birthday singing in restaurants. Just go, people man. parading in the streets. Ticker tape parade. Shit, yeah, people just littering everywhere. Not even going to address that. <laughs> so we were <laughs> real quick show you what kind of. Uh, uh, so I was hanging out with a group of friends who are not on this podcast. Was it two friends? Did you have two friends over? No, there's way more than that. We uh, <laughs> we met for I don't remember what the fuck we were meeting for. I think it was a wedding or graduation. I don't know. There was oh yeah, it was a wedding, uh, and we went to the gay clubs in Oklahoma City. Which the gay clubs in Oklahoma City are literally, like, the gayborhood in Oklahoma City is like a one square block of Oklahoma City that's on, like, an on-ramp to Northwest Expressway. It's super weird. Anyway, I don't... It is is weird. It's one triangle block, Brian. It is. No, seriously, it is. It's... It's... It's odd. Anyway, we went to a drag show that night. Nice. Fun. It It was a legit fun experience those are fun uh the host gets up there and uh they're sitting on the piano and like clearly have never played a piano before so they're just like posted up on top of the piano and they're like do we have any birthdays in the house tonight and like the spotlight the house spotlight came over to our table where there was like 12 of us all sitting together and uh spotlight came up on the table and with out hesitation, eleven of us pointed to one friend at the same time. Just everybody, all hands in. There was no prior communication. It was the best yes and improv that we could think of. And it was just like, "Yep, it's her birthday." 
homegirl has to walk up on stage because the whole crowd erupts and is like, oh, yeah, yeah, bring her up, bring her up, happy birthday. She gets up there, and the host is like, is it your birthday? She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> Just would not play along with shit, but the host made her stay and, nice. and, and tried to embarrass the shit out of her. <sighs> was was this one person that you guys hung out to dry? Like, was she like the butt of a lot of jokes or something? Or no. why did you guys all unanimously point at her at the same time? You know, in the moment we couldn't, I I couldn't tell you, but I will say it just felt right. She's also okay. the most inappropriate of the friends, okay. and uh, it, I don't want to say it was payback for other you know moments in time where she's been inappropriate and like. Uh, uh, everybody has that friend who's like everybody yeah. loves them, but they're just like, God damn, what the fuck? Why are you saying that right now? <laughs> like when you're talking to the cops, and she's like, Yeah, no, like we had a bunch of beers, but we drank them all. Like, okay, all right, well, okay, all right, everybody, not needed, Jill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like, uh, have y'all been y'all been partying tonight? Just a little coke. All right, everybody, stop talking to Jill. Everybody's we're done talking to Jill. Uh, yeah. uh, was she also the one that like uh, you'd be at breakfast and there was a sweet elderly couple behind you and she's like so anyways I fucking told him to go fuck himself and you're like Jill yeah that's her that's... my grandparents might as well be sitting behind me like do you not have a filter was she one of those yes that's oh, that's, yeah. that's I understand then I, I, I always just could not stand those people <laughs> And and the common denominator was just a low IQ. I'm pretty sure the, just, the ones that cannot turn it on and turn it off. It's like I love cussing as much as the next person, but I know uh, when and where to do it. You know, there's a time and a place, and you got to respect. You know, like show respect. If there's kids sitting at a table across from you, don't be talking about lewd stuff or dropping f bombs left and right. Like, come oh on. yeah, I'm not stiff arming an old couple to get to the drink bar. You know, I'm not fucking talking about, so I was banging her up the ass. <laughs> High-fiving Timmy. At the, give me that crayon. I got to illustrate this for a second. No, you're yeah. not, not not one of those people. Well, that's good. Okay, so I, I now understand why y'all pointed to her. Then. It was it was good. Anyway, sorry to to, to hijack the grinds my gears, but it is, uh, it is interesting that birthdays can be both uh, divisive and uniting, we found okay. tonight. So okay, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you're hearing this, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, put this on the agenda. She's not. She she actually we've blocked her from listening to all episodes for mm. other reasons. It was okay. a it was a small Twitter beef between her and Frank. Oh gosh. Speaking of Frank, uh, Frank is somewhere. I think he's uh, in one of the Carolinas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's on the he's on the beast coast. If he's you will. going to Carolina in my mind. Okay, he's at a wedding, and I'm pretty sure Frank almost gets murdered every time he goes to a wedding because he he's just um, he's a murder. He's got a murderable face. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he will talk shit to strangers. Uh, that, because you know, and I'm sure he's just uh, <clears throat> singing some Bohemian Rhapsody somewhere right now. Oh yeah, the top of his lungs, and everybody's like, "Who, who is that guy? Did you, did you invite him? How does he, 
How did he get yeah. here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyhow, so uh, here's to Frank. Hopefully, hopefully you make it home safely. Um, yeah. Here, here's to you. And, yeah. Here's to you. Okay. So back to <clears throat> grinds my gears. Yes. Okay. And this is, you know, this is very first world problems here. Okay. I'm gonna preface this next one with that. Uh, drive-throughs, drive-through anything's fast food. Uh, dry cleaner, donut shop, fast food. Uh, I said that. Uh, ATMs, drive-throughs with no roof. Come on, oh. it rains, people. It rains, <clears throat> dude. And it's a real pain in the dick. Like you get soaked in your whole door panel and electronics. You're like thinking, is this the time <laughs> that my shit's all gonna short circuit and my window's not gonna work anymore? <laughs> yep. I experienced that this morning at goddamn Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Fucking Chick-fil-A. It wasn't that they didn't have a covering. It was their covering was nowhere close to being big enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> three by three square, and you're like, okay, that's cute. And we were having like 40-mile-an-hour winds and torrential downpours, so I'm talking through a crack in the window like I'm trying to vent off some hot box fumes. Yeah, that might work in, like, Seattle, where it's just a light spritzer Drizzle. of rain. Yeah, no, it's yeah. goddamn Denang over here, pour, like, fucking raining upside down. <laughs> yeah, no. Dude! <sighs> I'm with you on that one. Fuck off. Like, Thank you. Just yeah. invest in a piece of fucking plywood, paint it black. I don't care. Figure it Seriously. out, people. Make a fucking lean-to. I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm fat, and I want my fast food fast, and I don't want to get drenched. In the process, or like ATMs that don't, you know, like those oh. parking lots and stuff. Yeah, those are fucking awful anyway. You're already making the decision to go grab money out of your bank account because you've got to make a cash purchase. God knows why. Usually it's not for good purposes. <laughs> like, I, uh, I just, I, like, I'll give like an older establishment the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, I get it. Maybe times are tough. You can't afford that, like, you know, $12,000 add-on or something um but like new places that i see going up that don't have any kind of covering over the uh menu ordering portion you know where you're you've got your window cracked like an inch and you're trying to talk with your head sideways up you know toward the window yep i'll take a uh double cheeseburger okay i've got one small fry you're like no a double cheeseburger and then finally you're like screw it and you roll the window down yeah. Um, yep. But the new places that are being constructed that don't have anything over the drive-through menu, uh, or over the you know the window, if they have one or two windows. Yeah. Once you get up there, like, come on, those people, people are just fucking assholes. They they even hate their own employees. Like, cause they're, they're pension pennies. Yeah. They're having to lean out the window and hand shit to people, and they're handing stuff probably in paper bags out to you. So it's like as soon as it gets Precisely. wet, it just disintegrates so here you go yeah. dipshit enjoy this really, yeah, really now, thank you now my, my paper straw is disintegrating too thanks <laughs> yeah i did notice this morning at chick-fil-a that all of our straw wrappers just fell off as soon as i even looked at them i was like yeah that's cool that's fine no big deal uh, uh oh gosh okay I, moving you know, on i, I sorry uh, not moving on we're still staying here sorry real quick i no, no. i wanted to um i wanted to make a confession i'm not Mm. I'm not proud of this, but um, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. 
it was Wednesday because we were recording uh, the regular episode. I couldn't get my instant pot to work, and by couldn't get it to work, I couldn't get it to seal, and uh, ended up burning a bunch of rice at the bottom of the instant pot. It was a whole fucking mess. So yeah, you, I, you I, and Frank have two total different definitions of instant pot, right? Yes, uh, Frank's instant pot is one of two things: either him taking a shit or um, his 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 dosing experiences at ACL. <laughs> uh, no, mine is a, an apparatus for which to cook. Um, okay. Anyway, so basically I had been cooking, quote-unquote, cooking for an hour and had a bunch of raw chicken and burnt rice in the bottom of a stainless steel pot. And I was like, I'm going to order fast food because I can't fucking deal with this. So in order to expedite, expedite? Exped- expedite. expedite the uh, situation that I was in, which was dealing with a family of hungry people and um, two double IPAs sitting heavy on the tum-tum, so I had a get to the fast food joint and back quickly <laughs> before the effects of the two double IPAs set in. Get DUI getting food for your family. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not trying to pull that. Uh, so I was like, I got about 12 minutes before this fucking window <laughs> slams shut. Uh, <laughs> I ordered, I downloaded the Taco Bell app and oh, ordered man. Taco Bell online. And I'm going to tell you right now, Wonderful experience. <laughs> you just drive up to the window. You go, orders for Brian. They're like, we got it. What do you want to drink? I'm like, Mountain Dew Baja Blast because I hate myself. And then I got to the window. And they handed it to me, and I drove off. And guess what? The fucking order was correct. For the nice. first time in like three years, was dead-ass accurate. See, so um- cool. Well, you know, I'm not going to fault you for that. I, I order Panera like that on the reg. Um, you kind of feel like a boss, you know. You walk in, you're like, yeah, my shit's over here in this little VIP this, section. In this little on cubby. With my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this kindergartner cubby that we got here. <laughs> my food's sitting over here where anybody could walk up and grab it and walk out to their car and leave. Right? Like, <laughs> I, uh, I'm waiting for that time. My um, name is B. Johnson. I don't give a shit. Give me my fucking food. Yeah. Go see yeah. some ID. Eat my ass, dude. Check, I don't... Me, my, check me for my credentials. <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. I want somebody to sometime so just, I can flip it out just, and then you, take my wallet out. Hey, um, you get your ID. Okay, on a... so on the um, Taco Bell, though... You're still beholden to the drive-through line, so you could still have five cars in front of you. So at that point, is it really? You can, or you can switch it to go inside. So all you got to do is just walk in, grab your food, and you go. I knew okay. from my experiences at this Taco Bell that on Wednesday nights, ain't got shit going on, and that is nope. sp- like directly from uh, from experience of ordering Taco like you Bell, you knew that the line was going to be dead. Yeah, because it was also almost damn near eight o'clock because I'd been failing at cooking for an hour. So yeah, okay. Um, I knew that there was nobody going to be in line. So, and I was correct. I just drove up, got my food, and drove the fuck off. It was wonderful. Did you kind of feel like a baller a little bit? I did. It literally. Nice. I mean, I didn't even have to get my wallet out of my pocket. Because it was just like it's all done online, bitch. I don't, nice. Don't even do, don't even look at me. Don't even make eye contact with me. Put hot and fire sauce in that bag and hand me my Baja Blast, and I'll be mm. on my merry way. I'll be on my merry goddamn way. And it was, and it was delicious. Dude, uh, shit my brains out well, Thursday morning. It was great. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, 
you should expect that with Taco Bell. I actually filled out a survey for <laughs> Taco Bell the other day because um, there is one like uh, pretty close to my work. So even though I'm not a huge Taco Bell fan, as you know, oh, yeah. I'm going to have a taxi cab confession here myself. You're pro bueno. I do go there uh, from time to time. And I've had this same gentleman uh, at the window a few times, and he's always just super nice and in a great mood and happy and smiling and just like whenever I ask him for a shit ton of fire, like he actually gives me a shit ton of fire, not like, oh, yeah, shit ton means five. I'm like, no, I'm going to use five in my first two bites. Come on, bro. (laughs) And, yeah, like – he puts He'll it give in me there. like 20, and of those 20, I usually eat about 17 of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, he's like – and finally, like this is like the third time I've you know dealt with this individual, and I, this last time I like commended him. You know, I was like, man, I appreciate that you're always in a great mood and smiling, and you have good customer service. And um, – yeah, you know, I complimented him. He's like, "Well, hey, I appreciate that, man." You know, and and so he's like, "Well, if you feel that way, if you wouldn't mind, you know, he circles a couple things on my receipt. <laughs> here's my name, and here's the you know website to go to." And I went to it, and I actually wrote a uh, <clears throat> raving review of Taco Bell, that location, and you know, it was like, "Would you like to you know name and and employee?" Uh, who went above and beyond, and I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. So I, I wrote like two paragraphs. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome, when, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I felt like, damn it, you know. And even in the in the thing, I was like, look, I get it. This is probably not the most glamorous of positions to hold, but dang it, it's nice whenever somebody's not like, okay, here's your. Here's your fucking drink. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Or, you know, maybe you don't even get a thank you most of the time, but. No, it's just. It, it was refreshing. And I, you know, I believe that was even an adjective that I used. Um, and not going to lie, there's also the potential for me to get $500. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, a little, get a little something to wet my beak. I'm going to get take care of Todd yeah. down at Taco Bell. <laughs> Yeah, taking care of my dude, what and you- <laughs> potential for me to make five hundred, five hundred bucks. I hope so. I hope you made that dude like that dude gets like some sort of little little kickback, little Taco Bell kickback. I, I do too. I do too, man. Because I mean, he really is always oh, just in a great mood. And what would you have just- done if you had told him like, hey, you know what, man, you're always in a great mood. I'm just thankful that you're you're you know providing this level of coaster service. And he's like, you know, handing you back your drink. And he's like, "Yeah, no problem, man. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I just glad I don't have to deal with the Jews." And he like closes the door. <laughs> he was like, "Oh man, <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, <laughs> son of a bitch." Um, I probably still would have wrote a glowing review, and then in, in, in parentheses at the end, I was like, "P.S. He's anti-Semitic." Yeah, he's pretty anti-Semitic. He is pro <laughs> pro customer service, also. Um, anti-Semitic. So give him half of the bonus that you were going to give him, <laughs> and donate the other half to I don't know anything else because uh, that would that would have made my day just to see you like turn to your passenger and be like, man, Ralph is always in such a great mood. I mean, he's just a great guy. <laughs> 
opens the door. He's just like, and let me tell you another thing that the blacks do wrong. You're like, oh, (laughs) cool, great, wonderful. Um, Ralph is... He's on his game today, <laughs> like looking at your passenger, and they're like, oh, yeah, cool. You're with Ralph, huh? Neat. Neat. Oh, you want fire sauce? Speaking of fire, I think we should fire all black people. Thank you. Have a nice day. Cool, 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 cool. Just roll your window up and drive away. <laughs> Aren't you going to get your food? Not today. No, he's definitely spitting in it. He's spitting hate juice into that food, and I'm not having any part of it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah, contributing so. to uh, the reason why the nation thinks that Taco Bell is the number one fast food, fast Mexican food restaurant. So thank you. The people at Taco Bell, thank <laughs> Damn you. Damn it, I am contributing to that. Yeah, you are. Oh, I, you know, I wonder, like, do they have some, like, entry-level person, like, screening these, or will that ever get seen by a human, ever? No. I bet that shit does get seen, because I've been part of those uh, retail surveys, and usually the only time you ever get mentioned is negatively. <laughs> no one ever really wants to go on and fill out a positive review of an experience wow. they've had. So the positive experiences that people do get, everyone reads. So That's probably true. Uh, I'm hoping, I, that's why I say I legitimately hope you made that dude's day and he got some sort of, you know, some some uh, form of payment. for. I hope so too. Job. I'm sure like... There's different levels of uh, things that get flagged whenever those come in. You know, it's like, A, like you're saying, was it positive? B, did they write more than the food was good? You know, <laughs> could, like, the, could that guy have written one, it himself? <laughs> this one looked like I was applying for college. <laughs> like, right, I wrote an essay. Um, Dear Yeah, mister. I was knocking on that, like, 2,000 characters door by the time I was done. Like, That's funny. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Parker, are you trying to apply to work at Taco Bell or are you just praising the you're praising the workforce? All right, cool. So you're gonna have to go get your head examined over here. Um, I wonder how many people actually do those. I, I don't know, man, because I get them every time. I, I I've been to Taco Bell a lot and I have never once taken the survey. I, you know, I take it back. I did take the survey once. This is pre-internet back when they would like hand you survey cards. And if you like turn them in to the person behind the counter, they gave you like a free taco right then and there. Yeah, this is a while back. Do that every time I did. Well, and cause they only hand them out like once every like 250th customer or some random shit like that. Uh-huh. I remember I filled one out and I just made shit up and it was like not even, not even close. I mean, it was just awful shit. Like, uh, everything was fine except for I found a band aid in my tacos. Like (laughs) just atrocious. And I just remember my little like 11, 12 year old self handing that little, uh, survey card over to the teenager behind the counter. (laughs) He was like, here's your taco dip shit. Like, yeah, just wait till you read my comments, asshole. (laughs) It'd be great. I think, Taco Bell needs to bring back the little thing that they ha- uh, used to have on their counter. You drop a quarter in there. Or you and try to like, catch the quarter. And, uh, or you try to land it on this or that, and you get a free muchaco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never I did know, that. I know, sorry. Yeah, I knew what you meant. It was like a Chaco Taco. Was it Chaco Taco? Hey, well, there's muchaco. It has like 16 different layers. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I do... Uh, and I remember doing that as a young fat kid. You know what we got to do? We got to change subjects because 
I just really want fucking Taco Bell right now, and it's way too goddamn late for that. Mm, yeah, dude. I will say kudos to them because that um, that upper echelon hot sauce that they got now. Oh yeah, that step above fire. They took it to a like a different fucking Di- universe. Diablo. Because are you talking about yeah, that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because that stuff. I like hot food and spicy food and hot sauce and whatever. Those Diablos, they're pretty, uh, pretty salty. Like, so I had. I like to stay with the fire. I don't know if I got some cellar, you know, cellar aged versions of the Diablo sauce or what, but I ordered the Diablo sauce one day with the misses, and we put it on our tacos, actual tacos, not sexual innuendo for tacos. Interesting. Yeah, put it on our tacos, and uh, it was really. Underwhelming. You, you have a taco too. <laughs> I have. I have my taco. I put it on my butt taco. And we, we go to town. Okay. You know. Uh, okay. No. We. We. It was. It was like underwhelming. It was like a spicy ketchup. Okay. It was. It wasn't good. Is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Then we had it again later. Um, on a different trip. Obviously, you know, a month or so okay. apart. Something you say later that day. Yeah, you know, round two of Taco Bell because I fucking hate myself. Uh, <laughs> Real low lives. <laughs> yeah, I, I just keep purposely burning shit in my kitchen. So I'm like, gotta go get Taco Bell. Sorry, guys. And just run off. No, uh, later on we had it and it was, like you said, it's like legit hot. But yeah. it still wasn't like, I don't know. There's something about the hot and fire sauce they are just good. You do a nice little combo between the two. Mm-hmm. It just meets all the criteria. You get that juice. You get that vinegar. You get that little bit of like uh, chemically enhanced tomato, and you got a nice little <laughs> nice little kicker there. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, there's absolutely zero percent tomato in there. Right? <laughs> there's nothing is coming out of the ground in those sauce packets. Yeah. Oh God, no! <laughs> it's just pectin powder and fucking vinegar. That's it. Dude, yeah, they're like everything that goes into that little packet of uh, hot sauce is all like patented. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. can go to the U.S. Patent Office and find Taco Bell hot sauce. Oh no doubt. Well, that's weird. Yeah, you must have gotten uh, that. Like I said, I got a dud batch. I got uh, yeah. The if you if you, generation one. If you were talking to bring it back to what you were talking about earlier in the cast, uh, it would be like if I lit the box of natty lights and uh, only one of them went off. The rest of them were just flat, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. It's uh, it's to the point like where I'm like, okay, I'm no longer enjoying the taste of my food because it's being superseded by this El Diablo. <laughs> El Diablo. Spanish for the Diablo. I think Taco Bell may have actually sold its soul to the Diablo because I th- that Diablo sauce tastes like there's a little bit of, bit of Diablo in each packet. Oh yeah, there's there Here's is a ketchup. just a nice little uh, sulfur sulfur crested cloven hoof dust in every mm. every single packet. Mm. Uh, well, okay. Um, Let's not talk about Taco Bell again until 2019. We have done our 30 minutes on Taco Bell. You're welcome, America. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so my last – or I guess I got two more. Okay. Uh, in France, that would be Dos Moss. I don't think that's – Oh, I think that's right. Not, oh. No, you're okay. thinking of Germany. Um, Dos Moss. Okay. Yeah. 
Allemann. No, <laughs> in Germany, this would be Sig Heil. This would be um, this would be Scheitz uh, on Chester. That's <laughs> okay. okay um, people <laughs> that. Okay, I saved it in my phone as <laughs> subject line only emails. Those drive me up the freaking wall. People will like their email is in the subject line, and then there's no body at all. <laughs> like there's nothing in. Dude, come on! Like, and it, and it's like <laughs> a whole sentence in the subject line. I fucking. Hey, uh, mm. could you please do this by noon on October twenty fourth? <laughs> it's like. Yeah, you see the preview, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? And then it says, like, because most phones, if you see an email on your phone, it, it tells you, like, a preview of the body of the email. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a body, Parker? Is there ever mm-hmm. a body? No. This is, no. There's no body, just subject line, like, get a life, dude. <laughs> get a life. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking get your goddamn life. <laughs> that's not life. the best expression to use there. <laughs> no, it, it it's it, it it's fitting because you just want to tell somebody like just, if someone says something to you face to face, you can tell them to shut the fuck up. If someone sends you something, they clearly took time and energy to put this together. They had multiple opportunities to not send it, yet they sent it anyway. And really, the only thing to say to them is get your goddamn life. Get it. Get it together. Before yeah. you fucking reach out to me next time. And, and you want to say that, and you could say that in person, but you can't say it via email in response because then it leaves an electronic trail. Exactly. Damn it. Yes, <laughs> I did tell that person to fuck themselves and get a life. <laughs> have you really, been... I show that right here, Brian. <laughs> have, you, have you been to my office and seen my work email? Because, uh, damn, that's you <laughs> quoted verbatim. I, I this you know we can't be the only ones. There's no. always those couple people, in you know at your work that send only their the whole message in a subject. They're probably you know again uh, common denominator. And, you know I'm drawing some parallels here. Um, chances are the people that are sending their whole message via subject line are also the people that when referring to sending a text message they say. Well, I'll send them a note. Yeah, I'll send them a note uh, that I'm like, no, you're not sending them notes. No, <laughs> this is a fucking email. It's not 1976. <laughs> like, yeah, it's what not- I'm saying is older people. Uh, I'm gonna come out and say it. <laughs> oh God, our elephant H- in the room. Uh, Parker NBLB's HR team will be contacting you after this mm. podcast. <laughs> okay, <It's, laughs> bring it. It's gonna be drunken Troy or. Like you just gonna be like, man, why do you have to say that? I just I have to fill out paperwork now. He's all depressed mm. about it. Sorry, I forgot we are an equal opportunity podcast. Yeah, we hired Troy, so mm. that's true. We checked off a couple notches there. <laughs> We're actually getting a tax kickback for hiring Troy. <laughs> that's Troy, great. you got any friends like you? <laughs> Down at the home or wherever it is that you <laughs> reside, I don't know. Uh, you, you tell me, man. <coughs> oh, oh, man. 
Do All right, best so if you're listening out there and you're one of those people, don't be one of those people. No, just don't. you know, do like a one-two word thing in the subject line because that's professional, and then go into it in the body, please. Oh yeah, and, and definitely you know, as soon as you start putting punctuation in the subject line, you've gone Ooh. off the rails. And definitely don't if you if you're doing all this and you're like I just need to make a I just need to make a quick note for Rachel to check out. Don't mark it important. Don't because it's not. It's clearly not important. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, do not even do that. I, unless somebody's dying, do not mark something important because I'm gonna view it as well. It's really not important. I marked something as important this last week. I'm not proud of it, but it was legitimately like if y'all didn't decide this shit in three minutes i was gonna fuck over an entire company (laughs) and i remember selecting it going "Mm, this seems right meanwhile i get another email from uh our party planning committee that was marked as important for our trip to the state fair and i'm like no it's not this is not important at all this is extracurricular (laughs) this is 100 this is the opposite of important (laughs) I even took a screenshot of the importance uh, like icon on there and sent it back to him. I'm like, next time, let's think this through, huh? What do you say? Like, <laughs> this shit doesn't pop up over the top of what I'm working on. It can't be that important. So, Yeah, important is like there are fucking ICBMs headed <laughs> this direction right now. And you don't have a presidential text alert to let everybody That's know. Right. That's right. All right, so what's your last grind your gears? Okay, moving on. Um, and this is, I don't know if it's, it's not like I want to hit people in the face or anything um, when I hear this. It's more of I, I just chuckle. I enjoy it. Kind of nostalgic. I'm kind of like, again, love to hate it because whenever this goes, then it goes and nobody remembers uh, anything about it. Um, whenever you call in like any kind of customer service or automated whatever where you're gonna have to be putting in you know on um, over the phone bill pay or whatever you know you're gonna have to be putting on putting in some digits right into your keypad on your phone and it prefaces the message with if calling from a rotary dial phone oh, please no. hang up and oh, call no. and it's like, who is that like that target audience has to be seven people maybe in the whole 350 million you know you know it's some jackass who's like into steampunk and burning man who still uses a rotary phone (laughs) he's like well i've got to make a quick claim on my roof before we go out to to uh brass clock night down at the wooden widget and I can't even use my rotary phone to place the claim. This is ridiculous. <laughs> These people are rotorist. <laughs> rotorist, yeah. <laughs> you anti-round. What is that? Does that even mean, Rick? Dude, I mean, let's be honest. Who's dialing from a rotary phone? I don't know, but you that, that those people, you need to get your goddamn life. If you still have a rotary phone, fucking lose my number. Seriously, lose it. Don't fucking call me. Don't even. You can't text. Yeah. Although, Parker, I think we might be on something. Don't take 30 seconds to call Brian. Yeah. Don't take at least 30 <laughs> seconds. Frr, frr, frr. Could you imagine we make an app? It's a little plug-in for uh, cell phones. 
and uh, it's it's the rotary dial touch screen. <laughs> Sad thing is, it would probably sell. Oh, it would take off like fucking hotcakes. It's like those people who use those Bluetooth handsets that look like the old school telephone. Yeah, and they're like, no, that's how I take calls. Like, fuck you. You just want to be a dick. <laughs> like, I take calls with my earbuds in that have a microphone right there. Yeah, because it's goddamn 2018. Yeah. Like, I don't gotta crick my neck over at all, Tom. Okay? Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, rotary rotary dial phones, like, were legit cool. I mean, state-of-the-art, I'm sure, at the time. But also, at the time, you actually had somebody monitoring the switchboard. She would call, like, two digits, and it would call Samantha down there, and you would ask her to, you know, unplug your wire and plug it into the other, you know, terminating line that you're looking to contact. Like, those have not been um, prevalent since, I don't know, the 60s. Yeah. And even then, people probably, like, look down upon other people and like, oh, my gosh, she is still using a rotary dial phone. Yeah, no one's <laughs> – there's no switchboard operators. <laughs> there's no physical contact made between lines <laughs> no. to make a phone call happen. <laughs> unplug this jack and plug it into the other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, while you're at it, can you dub a copy of this VHS tape for me? It would be great. Oh, yeah. uh, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, so, yeah, again, that doesn't, like, grind – grind my gears necessarily i just kind of feel like it wastes about eight seconds of my life hearing that portion well that's up there with hey can you fax that over to me what what i'm sorry dude i got one of those just last week and i no bullshit brian i chuckled Mm. i said yeah sure can here you go and i gave him the one last fax number for the company the one last Do y'all actually have a dedicated line? No, it comes in digitally. Exactly. I was going to say, it's probably a fucking website. There's one person who has to monitor this and then from there distribute it to the uh, person who's listed on the the cover page. Right. Attention to. (laughs) And then she emails it to them. That's awful, dude. (laughs) Dude. Can you get, get, again, get your goddamn life. Take a picture of the page and email it. I don't give a shit. It's going to get here one way or the other. That's infuriating. Fuck. I hope none of our listeners... I, I You know what? This is the this is the one podcast where I hope our listeners don't know how to fucking fax. Like, I hope that was a skill they never had to learn. That's what I hope. Or they've forgotten it. <sighs> it's so man. primitive. I don't get it. I honestly do not get it. Like, okay, here's one thing. It's like... Uh, you know, sometimes I deal with confidential information, be it medical or whatever. And they're like, ah, uh, yeah, we can't email that. We have to fax it. I'm like, oh, okay, you have to fax it to this fucking public fax machine that sits in the middle of the whole place <laughs> where anybody can come along and take those nine pages of that document? Yeah, anyone with hands. Let's let's yeah. keep that in mind. Anyone with fucking hands and eyes can, that this is compromised to. But if you send it via email, like only people who know how to fucking intercept electronic messages, not me, yeah. I don't know how to fucking do it. I don't know anyone that does. So, hmm. Even and even at that, like send it with a password, uh, password protected PDF or something, you know, like yeah, who, yeah. what the fuck are you, what, what, what are we doing here? What the fuck, what are we doing? I, I don't, uh, that I don't know. Shit's so I enjoyed annoying. that 
that one freaking person that's just still out there hustling via sales on the fax machine that just Dude, gets a whole book of fax machine numbers and sends their their one page sheet that's like, hey. My name's Tommy, and I do house painting for yeah. a low price of nine ninety nine per house. Roofing, roof. Oh, oh god! When I was when I was at Staples, still get those. Yeah, exactly. When I was at Staples, I would get roofing estimates for my commercial property at least once a week. Now, mind you, we had a we were in a fucking shopping center next to a Kohl's and in <laughs> like a Home Depot or Lowe's. Like, yeah, cool, really. Really need that roofing estimate, please. It's very important for me to get that. <laughs> I wonder what his success ratio was. None. It was none to none. It's about as much as this this Horatio's success rate. Yeah! See what I did there, Horatio. dude. I saw Horatio, and I I'm gonna draw a blank now on something. You know, whenever you'll see an actor like. Oh yeah, from something way early on in their career before they were like really ever known or yes. doing big time stuff. And I'm not even going to acknowledge that he's doing big time stuff because I hate him so much. But he's he's definitely um, a lot more wealthy than I'll ever be. But that's besides the fact. Um, I saw him the other day in something from the early '90s, and I just wanted. I I wished that I had a time machine and I could go back in time and just eliminate him. <laughs> was was it Officer and a Gentleman? Was it... Uh, oh, my God. Do you know no, it was like a sitcom, was? I'm pretty sure. A sitcom? It, he was it in... may have even been Seinfeld. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he was in Seinfeld. I think, right? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. There was the a dad CS... from Malcolm in the Middle was in Seinfeld. He was the dentist. He was, yeah. Is that who you're thinking of? Because he kind of looks like Horatio. No, I thought Horatio was. Uh, was he on? No, I keep getting him and Jimmy, the guy who always refers to himself in oh. third person. Jimmy down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get them no. Um, it was something from the '90s, and and uh, I just. I cringed and I was like, dude, you are going to be, turn into the biggest like laughing stock douchebag <laughs> of 2000s sitcom ever. Um, he, I don't know. He was in Speaking a, of the 90s, there's a pretty legit show on Netflix called The 90s. Yeah, is that the one and done he, by CNN? Uh, yeah, I think it is actually. Yeah, they they're the ones who put it out, and mm -hmm. then Netflix obviously was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll take that for six million." Cop that. Um, it's pretty cool, man. It, it goes through like '90s television and just kind of the metamorphosis from the. You know, they started getting a little more risque and getting away with more provocative stuff or innuendos and you know saying ass or whatever. Right, 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 right. Which was crazy, you know. FCC was really FCC wouldn't let me be, you know. Yeah, let me be. Yeah, try to so shut me down see. on MTV, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then they go into like music, and that's where I'm at right now. It's like the second episode of the music. It's pretty cool. It nice. definitely brings back flashbacks from your childhood for sure. So from my childhood, if you're a '90s child, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know from your childhood. I mean. <laughs> My childhood music was riddled with Garth Brooks and uh, Brooks and Dunn. 
A lot of mm. a lot of Brooks involved in my childhood music. Now that well, I'm back on it, does talk about Garth Brooks and how he really took the nation by freaking storm and still the all time most sellingest artist. You know, ever. I want to I want to take the world by Wolverine. That's what I want to do. Storm wasn't that great of a character. Mm. Want to yeah. go maybe Magneto? I'm gonna take the world by Magneto. Mm, yeah, you could be like Drake and Degassi in a wheelchair with Magneto. Fuck yeah, and have control over shit. That'd be great. I think this would be a good time to tell you uh, I have switched from beer. <laughs> I have not been drinking beer. I am drinking bourbon and oh. in quantity <laughs> at this point. Okay. Uh, uh, I switched over to uh, Jim Beam Double Oak uh, Twice Barreled Bourbon. Nothing too fancy. 43% alcohol, so it's uh, non-chill filtered. Uh, it was uh, distilled, aged, and then uh, aged and blended again. Uh, I mean, I almost feel like, and I'm, you know, I'm not a spirits drinker, right? Maybe once a year, okay. Will I get inebriated from something other than beer? Okay. But so, and I'm telling you that to to say that like. I feel like um, you said you said nothing too classy or nothing too fancy. Rather, mm-hmm. does it really matter when we're talking about something that you know? Sometimes you can light on fire. Um, how fancy or not? Like, because at that point, are you not just paying for a brand name or you know your product of marketing? Uh, because stuff's going to get you fucked up regardless uh if you paid ten dollars for the bottle or if you paid three hundred eighty five dollars you know whatever yeah. three hundred yeah exactly right so that is the on paper like conception right okay. of, of of like listen it's fifty percent alcohol if you have if you line up all fifty percent alcohol bourbons there aren't aren't they all going to eventually taste the same but in the same way that I'm approaching uh, my spirits, my spirits adventure, uh, the same way that I, uh, I took on beer, which is like, let's just try everything and see what I taste. And then as I'm learning uh, about why I like about what I should be tasting, like see if I believe that or see if it's kind of bullshit. Because that's honestly so, the way I felt about beer, which is like, okay, yeah, beer. There's a, there's an obvious distinction between Natty Light. And a fine Stone you know, beer craft like beer that yeah. you're that you're dropping twelve bucks for a six pack. So here's where there is a difference in the spirits world. Whereas, like uh, in the beer world, your six pack of uh, American Light Lager, so your Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller's Light, Miller Light, um, like that is a style of beer that is very inexpensive to make. When you look at uh, and then you compare that to craft beer, like. Rarely do you ever compare it to a craft American light lager because nobody really makes them besides the big guys. Where if you look in the spirits world, you have like Jim Beam, for instance. Jim Beam has a bunch of different line extensions that they do, and they do a bunch of different varieties of spirits. So Jim Beam does uh, like Knob Creek and Booker, uh, those like high-end bourbons. Yeah, uh, but then they also do you know Jim Beam Black Label and like Jim Beam Double Oak, the, so the, the stuff that is like sub twenty dollars uh, for a seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle. So when you compare some of those like 
you know, $17, $18 bottles of Jim Beam bourbon, like the distiller's cut that I really like. When you compare that to like a $25, $30 bottle of Bullet bourbon, like it's very possible that the cheap stuff tastes better, um, especially when you're paying for the price, right? So then yeah. you're like, okay, well, does it calculate up the board? So if you look like at a Garrison Brothers bourbon or Basil Hayden's, you're like, okay, well, that shit's like $40, $50 a bottle. So it's got to be either way better or you're paying for the label. And honestly, I don't know. Like, it, it may be that you're just straight paying for the label. I have found that I really enjoy uh, J.W. Weller's bourbon. That is, in my in my opinion, the best bourbon you can buy. It's fucking phenomenal. And it's $18 a bottle. I mean, I literally... Like, I will fucking punch somebody in the face for a glass of Weller's bourbon. It's great. Uh, but, like, I'm not going to go out and buy a $40 bottle of bourbon now. Like, I'm I'm just never going to do it. Uh, unless someone hits me with something that just absolutely blows me away, uh, like, from the craft side, from the really expensive side, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm drinking Woodford Reserve right now, which is a more expensive bourbon. And it's just, like, I'm not... It's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is it is tasty. But I think Woodford in a 750-milliliter bottle, mind you, I'm, I only bought a 200-milliliter bottle of it because I wanted to see what it tasted like. Uh, for a 750 of Woodford, I think it's 35 or $40. I'm just, I'd rather drink Jim Beam Distiller's Cut. There's no, for me, there's no difference. Um <clears throat> So, it, so it's different it's, than beer. It is, yeah. It's it's different than beer because the big guys that mass produce stuff also do small batch stuff. And the difference being between the two is that the big distillers employ people with a lot of knowledge. So when you look at scotches, and scotches obviously is a different beast altogether than American bourbon. In that, you know, there's different age statements that they have to have on their on their bottles. There's different malt, uh, you know, basically different ingredient specifications they have to lay out on their labels to be considered certain things. But you know, like you look at a at a, a single malt scotch that's aged twelve years, I'm like, you got to really know what the fuck you're doing to put out a product that tastes good <laughs> over twelve years. Uh, yeah. in a single bottle like you have to there has to be a lot of diligent work that goes into it and uh unlike the beer world uh, the spirits world invests a lot into that knowledge and invests a lot into repeating uh quality year over year batch over batch and they do it really well like um whereas beer is just churning shit out because they need to churn it out or else they'll fail um and like have to close the doors Right, and if they have a batch that is not great, they know um, within a couple months, not 12 years. Exactly. Well, and uh, distillers probably know in a couple of months as well because, I mean, they're constantly doing samples. Doing tastes, yeah. Okay. They're doing tastes, and not maybe not out of the same barrel, but you know, they, they know a distillation run. Like, okay, these barrels are all this. Let me taste this. I'm like, okay, I am catching this. Let's keep an eye on it. But I mean, for the most part... Uh, with distillation, I mean, you're, you're taking out most of the things that can go wrong in beer, which that's true. Um, yeah. You're trying to refine it down to pure alcohol as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, people, uh, might forget that, 
Uh, bourbon, for instance, is you know some of the youngest age spirits that you can buy uh, as far as age spirits go. Um, and that shit's only on wood for two to four years. So uh, it's it, it and it gets eighty percent of its color and flavor from the wood that it's sitting on, not from the actual distillation process. So if you don't have it on good wood, you're gonna have a shitty product. Just keep that in mind. Uh, but so to yeah, kind of inverse from beer in that the bigger guys have access to the better ingredients and the better equipment, better supplies. They can produce a better product, usually for less money than the little guys. Um, I haven't honestly haven't tried enough of the of the small like independent craft distillers products to definitively say like yeah no just stick with the big guys. But it's well. That being said, could could there virtually not be a Cinderella story um, of a small distiller breaking in, you know, going major league, like as is very possible, and we've seen time and time again with craft brewers where who yeah. make a great product and then they end up going huge and are able to compete with the the big dogs that have the money and the assets and all that. It's, it's possible. Um, the difference, you're not going to see this like, Oh, they came from, you know, rags to riches, nothing distiller story to being sold on every shelf in America because the people at the top have that shit on lock. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's going to be more difficult for sure. Uh, for two reasons. One, there's a lot more money in spirits. So that means there's a it takes a lot more money to play. You know what I mean? Like you know like small brewers talk about, "Oh, we can't get distribution here, here and here." Small distillers can't get licenses <laughs> because yeah. bigger craft distillers have put or you know, bigger distillers have put in place legislation by state that is like, you know, you require such ridiculous licensing that uh the barrier to entry is super high. There's okay. a there's a distillery over in Louisville, Texas, that opened up probably five six years ago. Actually, when I still worked at Staples, I printed up all of their all of their uh, like business plans and all this shit. They had to have multiple copies for the Texas Alcohol Bureau uh, for when they applied for licensing. He was telling me that uh, you know one of the owners was came in and did all this. He was telling me that it had cost him and his partner about $8 million and they had not been able to distill a product yet. Like just in securing property, securing, um, uh, materials, uh, securing actual like equipment. And then all the licensing that you have to go through at the federal state level and local level is just astronomical. He was like, they, they, it was like a a three year process. And yeah, he was like, we're expecting, you know, we budgeted to spend $10 million before we sold our first run of bourbon. Wow. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Well, that's why when I see their product on the shelves at $65 a bottle, I'm like, I'm good. I'm trying to reclaim some of that initial investment. <laughs> yeah, right up front. So, yeah, like, dude, you I, give a craft brewer $10 million budget to get started, they're like, big time in the next well, two years. <laughs> well, and what you're seeing, uh, had this conversation actually yesterday uh, with a neighbor. Like, you're, 
here in DFW in particular, you were seeing craft brewers who were given a $10 million uh, uh, finance <laughs> a loan, basically. And this is coming time five years later that, hey, you're going to start paying this shit back, dude. And you were seeing a lot of brewers here in the DFW area like take a stutter step in in uh making actual business advancements to repay that money. Really? Yeah. Uh, and eat my words. Well, it's it's one of those things like yeah, you can start a brewery for a million dollars. You can start a brewery for $500,000. I bet you can start a, a decent brew pub for $100,000. But if you try to be too big for your britches, if you try to go, hey, we're going to go all Texas distribution, uh-uh. No, you're not. Because you were trying to satisfy the need of multiple markets with the same flagship brand across those multiple markets, beer doesn't work that way, my friend. There is no brand loyalty in the craft beer world. There is loyalty to craft, and that's it. And yeah. that's where a lot of brewers have found themselves kind of fucked in. So... Yeah, that's uh, that's my feel-good story. That's my frank positive spin for the day because he fucking left us with some real positive spins the last couple episodes. That'll be my positive spin <coughs> as we... Are you are you about ready to close out? Because Papa's getting, Papa's getting heavy-eyed right now. This uh, Woodford Reserve yeah. is, is kicking my ass. I hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I mean, I real quick, I guess that's uh, you know that barrier to entry for the spirit world. <laughs> the spirit world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Death. You mean that spirit world or the other spirit world? The, the other one. Okay. Got, um, it, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's why you don't see um, the craft distiller market. You know, like there's not 48 different craft distilleries in the DFW metro. But there and well, so here's the deal. Uh people talk about the craft beer boom. There will be a craft bourbon boom in 2 to 3 years. Um oh, what craft bourbon in particular. Yes, be and I say that in 2 to 3 years because Texas in particular has seen a a, a boom of sorts for craft distilling and when I say bourbon, like to call something bourbon, it has to be aged two to four years on un you know un unused American white oak. So, what we're in now is we know that a lot of distilleries are open. They're producing vodka and other clear spirits, some gins, um, and you know varieties of of gasoline. distilled spirits, gasoline, <laughs> ethanol, just straight ethanol. Um, <clears throat> But, you know, we're in the waiting period for these spirits to age on wood before they can legally sell them. So you're going to see a lot more of those little craft spirits pop up. Those craft distilleries, like, will start hitting the shelves. You'll start seeing them more really? and more. Yeah, but, I mean... And how does that work on distribution? I mean, can you hit the, the ground running with a salesperson and they go out to different liquor stores and say, Hey, I'm Billy from 12 miles down the road. Yep. You buy our stuff, or are they cock blocked immediately before they even get in the door? No, they'll come in, and and because they're offering a product that has not been seen any place else, the alcohol world is very receptive to new. Um, but well, I would have to think that in, you know, in Texas or something, you would have to do something uh, to separate yourself from the others on that same shelf, like put a 
huge Texas flag on the oh, front of your bottle dude, of bourbon or dude. something to draw attention because every, there's so many selections, dude. So every every local or every Texas made spirit has a fucking star on it. I I'm not even not even kidding. <laughs> there's but you maybe ha- I mean, but that's why, right? You well, have to so- you have to understand where they're coming from and side with them. Like, oh yeah, no, I, they have to draw somebody's attention away from the other 49 products on that same shelf in that same but uh, category. As to long say, as I was made in Texas, you know. As long as they also understand that uh, the the spirit shopper shops a lot like the beer shopper does the craft beer shopper which means like i've had i've had jim beam i don't need to have jim beam again i'm looking for something else and they have a label that's attractive uh, maybe a label that stands out a little bit or is located with all the other you know texas craft distilled beverages or whatever it may be but they don't have to have they don't have to have a whole lot of stock. They don't have to have giant, you know, seven fifties and one seven fives uh bottles on the shelf. No. You just get you get you a seven hundred milliliter bottle or seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle and maybe like a two hundred milliliter bottle, and I guarantee your product will sell quickly. Mm-hmm. Because people want like there are some real real bourbon nerds, real whiskey nerds out there who would buy that shit up. Um I okay. I'm more of a practical whiskey nerd. Let me ask you this one last question on this: um, People that uh, are in this market looking to buy, but exclusively make mixed drinks. Okay. For instance, the what's the number one mixed drink that comes to mind? Uh, with uh, Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, do they really care? Because I know for me, I I will always be like, yeah, I'll take the well whiskey yeah. and Coke. Okay, well, when you're mixing it, you're cutting it with Coca-Cola, which, you know, mm-hmm. you clean blood off the concrete. It literally clean corrosion off of batteries. Yeah, yeah acid, yeah. How much are you really looking for flavor, and how much are you really looking just to get drunk? That same desired outcome. Uh, it's in the okay. So take that same question and apply it to beer. Like, why would I buy a six a a a, a twelve pack for what I can buy twenty four beers for? Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you're obviously you're buying beers for different reasons if you're comparing those prices. And you're, but I'm not you're mixing buying... my beers with some constant like lemonade that's always going to add that same. But that's you know what, what I mean. But that's what that's what I'm getting at, Parker. Is if you're if you're looking to buy liquor, if you're looking to buy whiskey in particular, there's a couple <laughs> there's a couple different ways to look at how you're buying whiskey. I don't buy whiskey to mix with things. I buy whiskey to drink straight, mm-hmm. neat, no ice, no water, no water, okay. just just whiskey. So I'm you're buying a man. I I enjoy the experience of what I'm tasting and and I don't want it I don't want it uh muddled by anything else. I'll tell you for one, I am a sissy uh when it comes to that. I drink mixed drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but I have that- drank uh, precisely, I don't know, three uh whiskey needs. Yeah. Well, that, if I have the preference, I'm, I'm going to be in that department. I'm going to do it on the rocks. 
so this this little glass that I'm holding up to the camera, it's called a Glencairn glass. This glass has changed the way I drink whiskey. In that used to I used to pour it into a like a brandy snifter uh, yeah. with a big like either cube of ice or a sphere of ice. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's fucking good. I drink whiskey all day on the rocks. And it's good, but it's just getting watered down over time with the, whatever ice that I had in there. This little True. glass, it allows you to smell what you're drinking without getting that nose burn uh, from like sniffing. If you, if you take a big huff of whiskey, you just smell ethanol. And you're just like, oh, yeah. God, my, my, my face is on fire right now. This is what awful. What am I doing in my life? Yeah. This little glass allows the alcohol to get caught up over here in the little bulb uh, and then allows the the actual aromas to shoot up the flute and you get to smell them. So then when you drink it, you have a nice, a nice whiskey experience. I, I thought it was bullshit. I bought a, I bought a set of glasses. <coughs> I really enjoy them. That said, this is not for everybody. This is not for the average whiskey drinker. And honestly, uh, if you're, if you're buying whiskey to mix with things, Absolutely, do not buy something that is over twenty dollars a bottle because you're not you're you're overpaying for that experience. Um, okay, one hundred percent. Unless it's like, oh, I, I spent twenty five dollars on a on a one seven five of Jack Daniels or whatever the fuck it is. Like, okay, sure, whatever, go with that. But honestly, if you if you think you're if you find yourself a a real whiskey snob. Go out and buy yourself a bottle of Weller's bourbon, their their special reserve, the green label weeded bourbon. Buy that. Buy oh shit, Evan Williams, which I always thought Evan Williams was a real fucking wino drink. Uh buy Evan Williams white label bottled in bond, hundred proof. Get those get those types of whiskey or those types of bourbons, pour them into a Glencairn glass, drink them neat, and and see if you really think that like, oh, this fucking fifty dollar bottle of Basil Hayden's is really worth it. I, I, I've just never had I've never had anything that stuck out like Weller or had anything that stuck out like hell even Jim Beam Distillers cut. It, it just doesn't it doesn't hit me yet, and it may just be I like I'm not naive in that I don't know everything there is to know about whiskey. So it very well could be that I just not had experience with the good stuff. Do you miss drinking cold liquid though? Once you remove that sphere of ice? No, actually, what it ends up doing is I drink more water, which helps me in the long run. And okay, concurrently. Yeah, yeah. You 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 drink whiskey neat, and then it, I'm also not pouring. Like I may, at the most, I'll pour an ounce and a half, which is up here to the bulb part of the Glencairn glass. Okay. I'll pour an ounce and a half, but most of the time I pour I pour like half ounce pours. I want to try it out, see what it tastes like, and I'm drinking on it for 30 minutes or so. I'm not, you know, shooting it. Um, right. So it, it gives you time to let it open up, like let it not only breathe but also allow your palate to even out, because whatever you had before that could have just wrecked your shit. So yeah, like you could have had a bowl of spaghettios or something, you know? Yeah, you could have had something real classy, like uh, some ramen, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, anyway, man, I'm going to start playing this because I'm hot as shit. I've had this fan off for too long in this brew room. It's fucking hot flashes. It's getting pretty old. Just nothing but nut sweat and stale piss smell. I don't know where the hell that's coming from. The piss bucket. It's coming from the piss bucket. Anyway, um, 
Thank you all for joining us here on this special uh, Parker Bryan edition of Last Call. We hope you enjoyed your time here. Uh, be sure to tune in next week as we discuss uh, maybe starting, maybe turning this NBLB into a cult. I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to revisit my notes on why I wrote that into my phone, but NBLB is starting a cult, maybe 2019. Um. <laughs> TBD. You know what I mean? We'll figure it out. We'll figure out the logistics later. Uh, thank, Like I said, thank you again for joining us here. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tell your friends to subscribe as well because they're going to enjoy it. They're just as delinquents, just as much delinquents as you are, so be sure to have them join in as well. And also check us out over on our social media pages at... Wow, Jesus Christ. At No Beer Left Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram is where all that good good comes from. Twitter is where Frank goes to the bad places. Sometimes it's really fucking weird. Anyway, uh, be sure to check us out over there. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing. Hit us, slide in them DMs on either social media site. We'd love to hear from you, okay? For Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I'm out. <laughs> this NBLB cult, uh, Sounds real enticing, Brian. It's going to be um, great. Are you thinking of moving the headquarters to Guyana? No, nah, I was thinking maybe oh. Guyman, Oklahoma. It's similar. Oh, it starts with the same. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like a G-U-I. Yeah, yeah it's good. Um, yeah, okay. Well, that's interesting now that we're talking about uh, No Beer Left Behind Cult, but I like it. Yeah. I will follow you. I will follow you, my fearless You know leader. what? I, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I think it involves a pyramid scheme of sorts. But I'm not sure. Brian, Brian. I'll think it's of it. It's multi-level marketing. Okay. No, this one is actually a pyramid scheme. It's uh, selling pyramids to people. When they die, they get buried in pyramids. It's a whole <laughs> <Nice>. thing. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, yeah, so for any future franchisees out there, you're going to open up you, your little Pizza Hut, maybe a Chick-fil-A, uh, you know, whatever it may be. Invest that extra ten grand and put a roof over your drive-through menu and your windows for both the client and your employees. Come on, come on, make this world a better place. Um, and Trump twenty twenty um, national ban on restaurant birthday songs. So for Parker in Northeast Oklahoma, I am out. I love you guys. <laughs>